Wildfires caused widespread damage on the Hawaiian island of Maui, forcing the evacuation of thousands of residents and visitors. So how has International SOS been supporting its clients caught up in the situation to make sure that they were safe? Hello and welcome to this Global Situation podcast from International SOS, the leading health and security risk services company. I'm Chris Giles. Well, the wildfires in Maui were fueled by winds from a hurricane, with Hawaii's Governor Josh Green describing them as the largest in the state's history. President Biden has declared a major disaster and vowed to release federal funds to help with recovery efforts. Well, joining me for this podcast is International SOS's Director of Security Intelligence for the Americas, Mike Rogers, and Senior Security Specialist, Sarah L. Yumni. So, Mike, can you give us a quick overview of what's happened on the island of Maui? Sure. So, uh, because of these strong winds from Hurricane Dora, as you outlined, and some underlying conditions in Hawaii, the flames spread very quickly. The most heavily affected areas were in West Maui, in particular Lahaina. You've probably seen some of the videos of people's harrowing experiences escaping the blazes there. Uh, it really became clear quite quickly that this was a major disaster. Hundreds of homes and businesses were burned, and unfortunately, a lot of people lost their lives. I think the latest figure we saw was 55 people, unfortunately, have passed away and many more are missing. So unfortunately, we anticipate that that death toll is going to rise. The winds also kicked up or spread a few other fires in Maui, particularly in the upcountry area, sort of in the, the center of the island. And for us in the Regional Security Center, this was, of course, quite significant. We have a considerable amount of client exposure in a place like Maui, as you might imagine. So very early on, we knew that uh, we would need to get to action and uh, support our clients. So Mike, how has International SOS been able to help? So I could probably let Sarah speak more specifically to the physical support, but maybe I'll just sort of set the stage for for why that's been necessary and talk about our intelligence a little bit. But after this rapid spread of wildfire in Lahaina, road travel out of that area quickly became very limited. This was due partly to some of the downed trees and the fire itself, but also largely due to road closures, which were enacted to permit emergency personnel to reach Lahaina and some of the other affected areas. People in Lahaina could leave if they had the means to, but for many, they were unable to reach Lahaina and nearby towns to go pick up loved ones in the first place. So adding to the challenges is that there have been power outages in West Maui and as a result, some associated communication challenges. So much of the west side of the island has been without power, cell coverage and Internet for the last few days. And actually, 911 has been down on that side of the island. Uh, you can send a text message to 911 apparently to request emergency support, but the call-in service on 911 has been down for some time. Telecoms outages have been very challenging. Uh, it's impacted some of our communication with folks in affected places, but it's also led to the spread of misinformation. There were some rumors that spread about the suspension of operations at Kahului Airport and the closure of some other key roads, things of that nature. And in the intelligence space, that's one of the ways that we're supporting clients. We've been issuing regular reports about this situation providing insight and evacuation orders, road closures, airport operations, all with vetted, corroborated official information and insight, and as well as providing some resources to our clients to access from some local emergency authorities and the like. Okay, thanks, Mike. So, Sarah, can you tell me a bit more about what International SOS has been doing to help support our clients who are in Maui? Sure. Early on 9 August, as soon as the wildfires began to spread in the islands, we promptly set up a crisis management team in our Philadelphia office where designated security operations and medical specialists came together in the room to form an incident unit to oversee and manage requests for assistance 
that we began to receive from our clients. As we were receiving these requests, we mapped them out. We established communication with relevant stakeholders, namely our clients, as well as our partners on the ground, with one objective to support people in locations most affected by the wildfires, mainly along Lahaina and Kanapali in the western coast areas of Maui Island. And as they were standing fast in those locations, often lacking essential supplies such as food and electricity, we were on our end establishing plans to give them support and help them. What have been some of the challenges that the team has faced? So as previously mentioned by Mike, restricted access roads and airspace that were solely restricted to emergency personnel and government-operated aircrafts has made evacuation missions to safe havens and airports in the island through ground or air nearly impossible. Also, we had to face significant telecommunication challenges, particularly in, in Maui Island, where cell phone service was and continues, in fact, to be limited in the western part of the island. And that is due to the destruction of cell phone towers, which makes it difficult to effectively communicate with our clients in need of assistance. But I understand we actually have managed to help with the evacuation of several clients. So can you tell me a little bit more about that operation? Indeed. So as I mentioned before, in light of the restrictions that I just mentioned that limited our partner's ability on the ground to conduct ground and air evacuations, we began exploring options and establishing plans to support our clients uh, that needed urgent evacuation through other means, namely maritime evacuations. So on 10 August, we activated one of our partners to evacuate six of our clients. They were located in the Kapalua area of Maui. A tugboat was sailed from Honolulu to Kanapali Beach in quite difficult conditions, I have to say, as the sea state was extremely rough due to weather conditions. So the vessel ultimately came ashore and passengers safely onboarded the vessel onto an overnight journey that lasted seven hours. And ultimately, client safely arrived to Honolulu Port, where our team on the ground was waiting for them to transfer them to their hotel, where they are currently staying and awaiting their flight back home. Thanks very much, Sarah. Mike, returning to you, can I ask you what you think the outlook is now for Maui and the damage that's been caused? So from an operational standpoint, in the short and immediate term, the outlook is trending positively. These heavy winds that spread the fires have died down considerably, and those fires are much better contained than they were previously. So as of yesterday evening, the Lahaina fire was about 80% contained. So that means that 80% of the fire's perimeter has been sealed off to prevent it from spreading. And the other fires in the upcountry were about 70% contained, I believe it was, as of yesterday evening. So that's a very positive development. But beyond that, the National Guard has been activated and an emergency declaration was approved by President Biden, as you outlined at the top. So more help is on the way. So that's really good news. Overall, we're seeing the situation stabilize, although there will be a considerable amount of disruption that persists in West Maui due to the rescue and then recovery efforts in the coming days and weeks. But the operational environment is stabilizing, certainly. Telecommunications issues should also improve, too, in the coming days. Uh, some telecoms companies are actually sending over mobile telecommunication units to some of the most affected areas, like Lahaina. So that's, again, another positive development. I 
do just want to place this on our listeners' radar, that there are a couple of more storms forming off the coast, uh, the west coast of Mexico, and are tracking westward and could potentially take a similar path to Dora. It's definitely too early at this stage to say if they will form at all or if they'll reach Hawaii, they'll be at any strength to be a notable impact, or if they'll pass near enough to the islands to have some sort of impact. But it's absolutely something that we're monitoring. We're watching across the week, and uh, as necessary, that will surface in our intelligence products. And what sort of advice are you providing to clients? Right now, uh, we have advised our clients to defer non-essential travel to the affected parts of Maui, particularly West Maui, Lahaina, specifically, until at least tomorrow, which at the time this recording is August 12. Barring some deterioration, we are likely to advise our clients at that time when that expires that travel can resume with some precautions and just sort of general acknowledgement and understanding of the considerable disruption that will be in place in those affected areas for the time being. But for folks on Maui, of course, the first thing they should be doing is heeding the guidance of local authorities that relates to evacuation orders primarily, but uh, other restrictions as well. And then otherwise, we're advising clients to monitor developments closely regarding uh, further fires, God forbid, uh, and some of the cascading impacts. So I mentioned the these potential storms that could form in the next week. Just another issue that we would advise our clients on is that heavy rains, particularly after a wildfire incident, often provoke pretty substantial landslides. So that's the kind of cascading impact that we would look to alert clients on, just make sure they're prepared for. And Sarah? As the situation improves, our teams continue to work closely with our partners on the ground, Uh, and continues to provide assistance to our clients through evacuations, supply drops, logistics arrangements, uh, as well as providing advice and guidance. So we encourage our clients to contact us if they need any form of assistance or guidance. Okay, Mike, Sarah, thank you very much for all your advice and help. Pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Chris. Well, that's all for now, but just a reminder that you'll be able to access the latest information and updates on Hawaii from our website, internationalsos.com. And from there, you can find out about our global network of assistance centres, available to clients 24-7. But until next time, thank you very much for listening and goodbye.